We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks for Sports Illustrated over on Fan Nation. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the podcast, whether you are tuned in on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or here on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Torres. However you guys are tuning in, we greatly appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by and taking some time out of your day to talk about the Ducks. In this episode of the podcast, I want to do a prospect spotlight and focus on one of the recent visitors that Oregon hosted on campus, and that is 2023 Rainier Beach cornerback Caleb Presley. Presley is a name that a lot of Duck fans are probably familiar with at this point. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, I have his 24-7 sports profile up on the screen. Pretty high-level prospect. He's listed on the 247 sports composite as a four-star at .9599, number 86 prospect in the country, number 10 cornerback, and number two prospect in the state of Washington. So with Presley, I think what's really interesting with him is the fact that he is still very interested in the Ducks, even though the Ducks have gone through this coaching change. So you can see some of the the notables there on the screen, and I'll, I'll share some more content on the screen later to, later in this video. But I kind of just wanted to talk about what I'm hearing on his recruitment after talking to him following that visit. The Pac-12 schools are definitely a major contender for Presley as he works his way through his commitment, uh, sorry, through his the recruiting process, rather. 28 offers on his offer sheet, which is definitely impressive. He's already taken visits to a lot of the, the best programs in college football. You look at Alabama, Georgia, two really big name programs that he's been able to see. Also looking at both of the LA schools with USC and UCLA. We'll talk more about those two schools as they've been some of the recent visits for him, Michigan state and Washington. So a lot of West coast flavor in this recruitment, but uh, just wanted to kind of talk about the latest that I'm hearing on him and what things are looking like in his recruitment right now. I know that this upcoming weekend, he's going to be heading out to, Oklahoma to take a visit out there while he's uh, there for for Dallas Pylon. It was the seven on seven tournament. He's making that trip with his seven on seven team for sports performance. So that's a big visit for him with Brent Venables taking over and with Oklahoma being a recruiting powerhouse. But with with Presley, one of the things that stood out for his recruitment is that 
as we all know, February was a dead period for recruiting. So prospects couldn't take any visits, but right when the dead period opened back up the traditional recruiting window, rather, he made sure to make his way out to Washington. That's the hometown school with him being a Seattle native. And he got to shake Kalen DeVore's hand. He told me that that was really important to him to make sure that he checked out the hometown on the very first day, the dead period opened up his whole family went. So I know that they made a good impression and, and that was a good visit for him, especially when you consider the hometown connection and the tradition that UW has had in recent seasons with producing defensive backs. I know that this is a duck focused channel, but with Washington being a player in his recruitment, I think it's important to, to touch on that and see what else is going on. But two of the other schools that I want to talk about before I get to Oregon, just to kind of paint a broader picture of his recruitment, give you guys a better sense of what's going on. Uh, let's talk about UCLA. Uh, they just extended Chip Kelly to a new contract after last season. So there's some stability there as far as coaching goes. But when I asked him about UCLA, this is what he had to say on that trip. It was a great time. I was up there with Coach Norwood. He was giving me a full tour of the facility. There were some official visitors up there at the time. I told him I'd be back soon and get to see what the campus was really like. I'm going back for an unofficial visit. I think that UCLA is kind of a, a little bit of a sleeper when it comes to recruiting in the Pac-12, and I'm going to tell you why. I think that they're a school that has a decent amount of history, has definitely done a good job of producing NFL draft prospects, haven't had a ton of on-field success of late. You're not... This isn't a school that you see in contention for the Pac-12 on a year-in, year-out basis, but I feel like Chip Kelly has this program going in the right direction. If he just starts recruiting a little bit more prominently, putting some more effort in with the Southern California schools, that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing some Notre Dame, sorry, not Notre Dame, some modern-day guys getting offered lately. So if UCLA just put some more effort into recruiting guys in their own backyard, and we all know how talent-rich Los Angeles is or that whole Southern California area is, rather, I think that, that could pay off in a big way. So not a, a ton of defensive backs that, that come to mind right now other than Darnay Holmes from, from UCLA of late. So not a, a major contender, I would say, right now for him. Not someone that I would put you know up there on that upper echelon of, of uh, finalists for him. But it doesn't sound like he's close to making a decision right now. When I asked him about his decision timeline, he said maybe end of December or maybe going into February with the traditional second signing day. So for him, it's not like he's in any rush right now. I don't think he strikes me as one of these prospects that's going to be taking a lot of official visits, if any, in the spring here. So that's what he had to say about UCLA. Definitely notable seeing that that's another Pac-12 school. And then another recent trip that he was able to take was USC. And with Lincoln Riley taking over and all the recruiting momentum that they have, finishing strong in 2022, obviously Lincoln Riley and that staff are looking to, to carry it over into the next the next cycle here in 2023 right and they've already done that with, with a couple really high level prospects you look at malachi nelson makai lemon and um who's the other guy i'm thinking of um hopefully it'll come back to me um man i'm, I'm totally spacing so apologies for that but i asked him about the usc trip and kind of what some of his impressions were of lincoln riley and and the staff and this is what he had to say it was a great experience getting to meet the new staff. I feel like a lot has changed since the new staff came in. I'm pretty sure he, he being Lincoln Riley, he's looking for nothing less than a national championship. He's formulating a team to go compete with the best, whether it's the PAC or the SEC. I think Coach Riley has big plans for the future. And that really just goes back to my previous point with, with the recruiting momentum that they have. 
They're obviously making Southern California a big priority, like I said, that UCLA kind of needs to do more of. But we've really seen that with Lincoln Riley and with with his background and his resume. It's it's no it's no wonder that Southern California guys are are a little bit more willing to stay at home and play for the Trojans, seeing that they have a lot of work to do. Don't get me wrong. They have so much work to do to really put together a quality on field product. But I feel like they're having a strong offseason from a recruiting standpoint. So they obviously have a tradition of sending some defensive backs to the league. Dante Williams, as we know from his time in Eugene, is one of the best recruiters in the industry. And he's put some some defensive backs into the league of late. And USC has a, a good tradition for defensive backs. So you got to figure that USC is going to be a good contender through, throughout this, this whole recruiting process. And now let's get to the team that you really wanted to hear about. Why you come to this podcast, why you come to this channel. Let's talk about the Ducks. Let's get some highlights on the screen and uh, flip this, kick this thing in high gear. So big visit for the Ducks um, with, with Presley coming on campus. And when I was asking him about the, the new coaching staff that he got to meet, impressions of Dan Lanning, it was really nothing but good things to say. And that's kind of typical, right? You know, no, I don't think any recruits gonna gonna badmouth any any staff, right? And that certainly wasn't the case here. But I asked him about the coaching staff at Oregon and what it was like to get to meet them and just being Eugene. He said that the coaching staff had an immediate impact on me and my family. I had a chance to really talk with Lanning. Great conversation with Coach Meat, with him obviously being Demetrius Martin, the new cornerbacks coach for the Ducks. They're making a strong impression, and that relationship with Coach. Martin actually goes back, it precedes his time at Oregon. And, I, and I'm going to get into that and just some more about their conversations, that the conversations between Coach Martin and Presley. This is what he had to say. He was giving me game about life, college football. They're building something special out there. Phil Knight's putting all the resources in the school so that they can succeed this season. And then here's what I was talking about with that relationship with Demetrius Martin coming into play. That's obviously going to be a really big advantage for the Ducks here. Martin's been at multiple Pac-12 schools, as we already know. He's definitely one of the stronger defensive back recruiters, and he's been pretty solid developing talent, right? That's no secret if you've been following Pac-12 football for a while and, and some of the guys that he's developed at previous stops. And this is what Presley had to say about his relationship with, with Coach Meat. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our relationship has been great, honestly, since I got started being recruited by him at Colorado. Always giving me the real. He's always told me what it is and how he's going to coach me when I get there, how he's going to coach when I get there, how he's going to develop me into a young man. So really good returns on the coaching staff, and the Ducks are are doing a great job of, of making sure that he's a priority, and he should be a priority, right? You have to think about the dynamic of, of Oregon recruiting and, and what they have in their immediate blueprint. Not a ton of really high-level players are coming out of the state of Oregon. That's just a fact. But when they do get those high-level players or guys that are potentially starter guys, someone that can be a contributor for Oregon, look at Justice Lowe from, from Lake Oswego. They're making sure to prioritize those kind of guys. And then look at Washington. That's the state closest to them other than California, obviously, that has really started to produce a pretty decent amount of talent. They look at Josh Connerly in the 2022 class. He was also on campus for his official visit with Oregon the same time that Caleb Presley was. So with those guys both being Rainier Beach guys, you got to think that if they can get Connerly, that's only going to help their chances in 2023 with Presley. But some of the other players that um, that Presley got to hang out with while he was here, he got to connect with a couple of current Ducks, with the two guys being wide receiver Dante Thornton and cornerback Brian Addison. And I thought that this was really interesting what he, what he was saying about what Addison had to tell him. Addison was, was sharing his thoughts on on the, the new staff and kind of what things are looking like at Oregon under the under Dan Lanning. And this is what Brian Addison told Presley. Uh, they're just telling me the new staff has changed a lot in the program. Coach Lanning has changed up the whole defensive scheme, taught us things we never knew. NFL schemes Coach Tosh has brought from the NFL. I think that's got to be got to be good if you're an Oregon fan hearing that because last def- last year's defense was good. I don't think you could really go too much farther than than saying that it was good, seeing how it was so difficult to get off the field on third down, how the it felt like they were a bend, don't break type of defense. I thought that was that was something that was obviously notable from last year's bunch. And after Ben and Williams got hurt, that that took a hit. Kayvon Thibodeau wasn't super consistent, so that that pass rush wasn't there like they usually want it to. And I think that just because there's so much talent on this defense, maybe an overhaul is a, is a good thing. And and we're seeing some of these potential benefits of of bringing in NFL guys with with, with Tosh Lapoy, obviously being one of them. You think combining him with Dan Lanning, both those guys are going to have some great ideas from from all of their previous stops. And I think it's it's exciting to see because spring football is is gonna give us a good hint at, at what's in store for next season. But until we get to the spring game, we're not really going to be able to see a whole bunch of that scheme and, and, and you know, how this Oregon Ducks defense is going to look um, for, for next season. So that's definitely good to good to hear. And I think another one of the, the interesting things that that stood out to me from, from my conversation with, with Presley was kind of what, what the, the Ducks were, were pitching them on. Um, and, and kind of, you know, how the Ducks are selling the program, why it's a good fit for him. And, and and this is what Presley had to say. They're just pitching, building the team to go compete at the highest level. I think Coach Lanning is bringing the SEC to the Pac-12. All his experience, I'm pretty sure all the coaches he has on his staff are hand-selected. So 
I think people read that or they hear that and and they they hear a, a familiar phrase, right? Something that they heard with Mario Cristobal and 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 that is bringing the SEC to the Pac-12. And I think that's a really interesting point to look at because what does that look like? Does everyone have the same same perception of that? Do they think it means the same thing? I think when I hear that, I just think winning football. That's the one thing that I think you can absolutely associate with the SEC is winning football games, winning big football games, making playoff runs, winning bowl games, producing NFL players, recruiting at a high level relentlessly. I think those are some of the, the the characteristics that come to mind when we think about some of these high-level SEC programs like the Alabamas, like the Georgias, not so much last year, but like LSU. Ryan Kelly is obviously picking up at a really good pace with the recruiting out there in Baton Rouge. So I think that that's something that we've heard floated around before. That's not something new that we've heard about the Ducks. We heard it, like I said, with Mario Cristobal, but how are we going to see that? How, how is that going to manifest itself on the field? Because I think we've seen that a lot on the recruiting trail and Dan Lanning and this new staff that he's assembled are definitely in prime position to elevate that recruiting product for sure. And the on-field product as well. I think that's, you know, that's ultimately what everything's being built for, right. To, to elevate that on-field product. So that one really stood out, stuck out to me. And, um, some of the other schools that are in the picture here, I, I ran through some of the ones that he's visited, but, but the schools recruiting him really expand across the country. So the schools that, he, that Presley's hearing the most from include Oregon, USC, Washington, Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, and Michigan state. So, like we can see a ton of really high level programs still involved here. It doesn't sound like this program, this recruitment rather with Presley is anywhere near an end, but I think that's super important that they were able to get someone from Pacific Northwest on campus. It's a, it's, it's big that he's been here multiple times and that he was able to get face-to-face time with the coaching staff, particularly Dan Lanning. And you got to think that this is a guy that the Ducks are in a really, really good spot with far, far from a done deal. But I think that it was great to get him on campus and make a good impression and getting the getting the family on on campus as well from what he told me in the conversation saying that the coaching staff made an immediate impact on my family that led me to believe that the family was on campus as well but i can't confirm that for a fact um so so this one's this one's in a good spot for for the ducks so that's kind of what i wanted to do is just hop on in this episode of the podcast this this video and give you some more insight and, and my thoughts on on what presley's recent visit to eugene means for the ducks and for Presley's recruitment as he gets ready to head to Norman for a visit to Oklahoma this weekend, as I mentioned with Brent Venables, another new head coach and and another school that has a lot of steam on the recruiting trail, but albeit one that I don't think is really known for producing a lot of high-level defensive backs, and they've obviously been getting uh, their fair share of criticism for their defensive play in recent years with the offense being really good for the Sooners, but the defense definitely leaving something to be desired, so that's all I have for this one, you guys. Kindly ask, like I said at the beginning, just do me a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, share the video, share the podcast. If you guys want to ask me a question, you can email us, and our email is ducksdishpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at mtorsports. You can follow the Ducks Dish Podcast on Twitter. Just recently made that, at Ducks Dish. But that's all I have for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you in the next episode. Take care.